You're just in the supermarket and someone is like in front of you shopping and then his head spins 180 degrees and it's Goofy's <laughs> face. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and he goes mouth unmoving. I've listened to the funny papers. <laughs> Dog is pr- a, a trademark of Disney Corporation LLC. <laughs> he, just, he just presents you with like a stack of legal paperwork. <laughs> and then behind the stack of legal paperwork is a gun and he shoots you. <laughs> The gunfire sparkles and poppers. No, it's 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 one of those fucking uh, Looney Tunes guns that fires a, a a flag that says bang. Except instead of saying bang, it's a subpoena, but it also <laughs> pierces through your skull. <laughs> are you are you are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna know? Whatever. Happy. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friends Sam. Let's get Doug in with it. And Jim. I have never faked the funk on a nasty dunk, and I regret these slanderous allegations. Well, today we cover episode 21, part one of Doug. And if you're following along on YouTube, this is episode 19 due to the time break. And in all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. Episode 21, part one's title is Doug's Derby Dilemma. Yeah, there's much more attractive hats to wear for a young man. <laughs> God. Yeah, this this joke brought to you by the 1950s. You're welcome. Kind of, like, this episode is just, Doug, they, the staff wanted to do Wacky Races, the show Wacky Races about weird Hanna-Barbera characters going on a trip, right? Like, like racing cars. That's what this is, right? What's, uh, what's funny about this episode is, like, you, you guys described it to me over the group uh, DM, and I was like, oh, is this the first dad episode? And they're like, no. <laughs> Then I remembered. Then I remembered. There's another episode where he makes like a racing car with his father. So So they they fucking reuse this one. Fascinating. This great plot idea. They wanted to redo it because this would be a perfect thing for Doug to do with his dad or Skeeter to do with his dad. But they're like, nah. There's a lot of this episode just feels weirdly disjoint. Yeah. Uh huh. The team builds two automobiles (laughs) over the course of this episode. Uh, yeah, it's it, multiple people build multiple automobiles over the course. At of this some episode. point, Doug gets children. Doug gets his hand on fiberglass. I don't know where yeah. Doug gets his hands on fiberglass, but he does. Yeah, uh, the preppy kid's car has a fucking airbag in it, <laughs> and and there's a gas pedal at the butt. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Now, this episode gave me a headache. It's The funny thing, though, is I don't think it's it's far from the worst episode. It's yeah. actually, like, decent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they stick the moral, I guess. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> it's a solid mid-range Doug episode. It falls into the category that uh, we mentioned categories for Doug episodes once upon a time. This is a classic example of if Doug had done nothing, nothing would have changed. 
<laughs> well, I mean, BB might have died. No, no, yeah. no, she wouldn't have because the other far more competent people would have come along and saved That's her. That's true. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so let's get into this one. Uh, so this one begins, this episode begins, uh, it's little like stinger trailer thing, uh, begins with a shot of a character who we haven't seen for a long time, but who- Satan! Yes! <laughs> He's always been with us. During the time when there was only one set of footprints in the sand, that was when the Prince of Lies carried the podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah, the, the the character we see, uh, if you haven't been listening to every uh, episode, thank you for joining us. What are you and, doing? <laughs> yeah. And also... Uh, the the character that we see is Mr. Scaly, uh, the, the the snake that Doug found in the woods, who is probably the devil. <laughs> so, definitely the devil, and definitely not a product of our disease minds. Certainly not. I think that was I like mean, Doug wore him as a crown in order to terrify an opponent. Let's be real here, yeah. right? <laughs> He also spoke only to Doug. Only Doug could hear <laughs> the voice of the Prince of Darkness, the hmm. Serpent of Knowledge, Mr. Scaly. This reminds me of Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> and before oh, Sam goes man. into any more detail on that, we'll move on. <laughs> yeah. You guys want to read my fanfic? Ads is J.K. Rowling, who has never said anything wrong ever. Hold on, I'm checking. There's a buzzing noise in my ear. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Side note, I'm just so glad she's eating shit right now. I fucking hate her. I hate those fucking books. <laughs> hey, you remember that time that we wrote a joke Harry Potter fanfiction? Uh-huh, anyway, moving about. on. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a bonus, I'll record me doing a dramatic reading of that. That'll, don't put that anywhere associated with this podcast. <laughs> it's, but it's good, and people liked it. Yeah. Was that just a just straight like up take on the Akewood joke about Harry Potter and the Hanoi Hilton? <laughs> oh, no. Ooh. Moving on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this episode begins with Mr. Scaly almost getting hit by a bunch of cars. He's, he uh, runs from technology. Yeah, as we established <laughs> back in Nature Dom's Doug, Mr. Scaly exists in diametric opposition to civilization and exists in constant terror that man's newfound knowledge will allow him to cast the devil out that he might create other, more powerful devils. Out of these roaring <laughs> engines of steel and divi- and something or other. Fuck, lost it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, steel and sweat and blood and can-do attitudes. Um, and gasoline, that's the other one, right. Plus, the snake is the classic phallic symbol, my favorite. <laughs> the classic phallic symbol until mankind invented the car. Right, and, uh, and, and and the gun, and in this in this metaphor, uh, I am the car who is about to run over you, talking about a phallic symbol, <laughs> <laughs> and move on to so uh, let's go to Mount Saint Buster. <laughs> So, so the, Mr. Scaly jumps out of the way just in time as a bunch of like rally cars uh, burn by, and most of them are like wearing, uh, you know, helmets and stuff, except for Doug and Skeeter, who, well, actually not Doug and Skeeter, they are. It is I, Jean Claude Fanny, and my partner Jean Luc Valentin. 
I was just laughing about about uh, I, I wrote it in my notes about Doug just going, "Hey, it's me, French Doug." <laughs> <laughs> well, just you, saying exactly like that. <laughs> well, you remember that episode when they were the? It was, I think it was the the uh, the Fen Truck episode where Doug yeah, did the French accent. Right. Uh-huh. He's doing the same French accent, except now he's changed his name to Jean Claude Fanny and Jean Luc Valentine. His name is French Doug. <laughs> yeah. It's me, the French Doug. Yeah, that's what he says instead. He like says it on the back of the car. He just <laughs> says French Doug. Also, why did why do these cars need two drivers? Because one of them's got to be the friend. Because how are they going to hold <laughs> hands otherwise, dipshit? Yeah, the real answer is because right. the real answer is because one of them's the navigator, but I think it's also because they need a friend to hold it. It's F one racing. There's not a navigator. Also, it's a weird. But they're on a. You drive on the road. Yeah, that's they're driving it. on the road in the forest, and that's they need a navigator for that. But they're driving F one cars just, in the forest. Good point. Just yeah. I don't follow know. the road. That's <laughs> the point. That's the point of the road. <laughs> well, what if they go down the wrong road? What if they? What if they accidentally There's end up in Buffalo? They're traveling at three hundred miles an hour. If they encounter Bumpo, their car evaporates. <laughs> Honestly, if they encounter Mister Scaly, one of the two of them evaporates, and it usually would be the snake, but in this case, it'd probably be the car. <laughs> It's like, oh, oh damn it, man. hit the Prince of Darkness. We'll have to check what his insurance is. <laughs> right. Well, like you say, uh, they are. They say that they are traveling at over 300 miles an hour. Uh, and they are losing badly. Like, it shows them in the back, but Doug says that they're in the front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. So Good. It's, it's, it's Who good. cares? <laughs> Yeah, so we we this is like the beginning of like so we take from this that it's probably a race episode that they're going they're gonna have a race with somebody and uh, so then we cut out of this we cut to the title card and we go to uh, Doug and Skeeter and a bunch of kids looking at the at a sign for the first annual Mount Saint Buster downhill rally with a mysterious mystery prize. <laughs> That's where I live, is Mount St. Buster. I feel like we've had played this joke before on an episode because we talked about Mount St. Buster. Another the day. Mount St. Buster when. Caves, in fact. That was where uh, Grandma Opal went, I believe it was. Oh, was shit. Where... So Grandma... Oh. Yeah, Grandma Opal said that she went to Mount St. Buster Caves. By the way, that was like half an hour from where Doug lives. <laughs> And Doug and Doug and family were like, "Nah, we don't want to go." Even though they want to go for I a race. I bought you caveman costumes from the tourist trap in your own goddamned town. <laughs> and that's also where that's also where Grandma Opal got Doug the tiny condoms that we all know and love. Of course, yes that that classic joke <laughs> based on definite reality. Dude, I love that even though we've been doing this for like a relatively short amount of time, we've got fucking in jokes in this. In this well, it's in necessary because the alternative is engaging with this show on its own merits, and there's nothing fucking there. Right. Well, right. there are tiny condoms, which made me laugh. <laughs> and it definitely happened in the episode. It is real. Yes, and it's real and is canon. God, uh, <laughs> you, just, yep. you just look at the actual script for the episode and like it's in, it's like scrawled in a corner. <laughs> yeah, it's written in like fecal matter in the corner. <laughs> but in your handwriting. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I don't remember doing that. Oh, no, weird. <laughs> Mr. Scaly, was that your doing? Yeah. <laughs> I was what, like four at the time? Man, I was a smart baby. <laughs> 
Oh man! But I, okay, okay. So they uh, they're they're looking at this sign and they're like, oh boy, we can't wait. Uh, what would like like this sounds like a fun thing. Uh, and the mayor drives by like himself. Like the mayor drives by himself in a fucking like propaganda mobile like that's advertising it in front of the one sign for it Hell and yeah. says to sign up at city hall. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, look, we see in this that the mayor, look, we know a lot that the mayor doesn't have a lot going on, and this is further proof of that. Yeah, this is small town shithead mayor just doing dumb gags, dumb civic involvement things. And I love that in the utopia Jim Jenkins constructed, his idea of utopia is that the mayor, like, even in the perfect world, the mayor is an incompetent buffoon. It is impossible to expect governance to be good. It is only ever going to be the remit of venal little shitheads who sound like Bill Clinton. <laughs> right. Well, well, until Tippy becomes the governor, which is one of the three things that happens in Doug. <laughs> I can't wait to see what that looks like. I can't wait to see what Mayor White does after that, because he just, like, crumbles into Not alcoholism. A lot. Not a lot. Oh, shit. I think he runs again in the Disney one and loses again. That like, rules. I got, I mean, like, I haven't, I've only seen one episode of the Disney dog, and it, man, it took me three days, and it managed to be both boring and racist. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> Something to look forward to, gentlemen. Thanks, Disney. So, uh, so, anyway... The mayor, uh, like, basically, we cut from this to everyone going into City Hall. Uh, and the mayor is making a big speech about how prizes are important. And boy, aren't you excited to hear what the prize is? And Roger interrupts him and says, tell us what the prize is. <laughs> he lets a 13-year-old bully him, which, I mean, I would also. That would also happen to me. Yeah. Yeah. Any 13-year-old yeah. can bully me. <laughs> Are you putting out a like a like a fiver offer for people to come right. bully you? <laughs> That's my thing now. <laughs> the Patreon reward. During this time of due social interaction, you have to get your kicks somehow. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but the way they, I mean, the Barry is literally saying, aren't you guys ready to hear what the prize is? And Roger's like, well, tell us what the prize is. And he goes, okay. <laughs> That's a good show. I like it. Yeah. Well, so anyway, we find out that third prize for the race uh, is a small trophy of the mayor. Uh, and the mayor is like pointing upwards with a, a button that says vote for me. And uh, and everyone's like, ooh. And second place is the same trophy but bigger. And everyone claps and goes, woo. And the first place winner will get a very special award. I know, another goofy trophy. Big deal. The top secret. Mystery Grand Prize! Huh? You get to suck off the mayor! Hell yeah! <laughs> he is Bill Clinton. God. Right, I mean, and, like, it's so, it, it feels weird that it's like, you know, it's a secret mystery prize, and everyone's surprised by this, even though it literally said it on the flyer, right? <laughs> All right. I mean, to spoiler alert, that the secret prize is you get to be an unpaid intern for the mayor. Right. So, more or less what you just said there, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. God. Yeah, but 
So everybody wants it. Everybody's like, oh boy, I can't wait to find out what the mystery prize is. I bet, I bet it will be good. <laughs> no, I mean, there are absolutely no context clues to lead to this, given that the first two prizes are just like shitty ass trophies. <laughs> if you're feeling really bleak and cynical, you can say that this is actually a solid moral in that the children of the 90s foolishly anticipated that their leaders would look after them, then turned out, no. <laughs> Oh no! Kind of yeah, the moral is nothing good will ever happen. <laughs> you you can win either some political propaganda or whatever's in the box. <laughs> What's in the box? Come oh, oh, great, <laughs> super. Yeah, I I like to imagine that someone like has the trophy in like a place of prominence and like oh boy i'll always vote for the mayor <laughs> whoever God. the mayor is i will vote for them right man yeah that's wild that it's like a metaphor for government looking after you oh no <laughs> <laughs> i found something to be cynical about in this episode the prize is you get to do child labor for free yeah <laughs> and it's your privilege <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for doing a good job. God, you get to you get to put this on your resume. This is experience building. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> anyway, so then we cut to uh I mean it's kind of clear that the mayor does need an intern because we cut to the mayor is running the sign-up booth himself, right? Yeah. <laughs> like the, like something that strikes me about this is how fucking vacant City Hall is. Like yeah, City Hall is this gigantic palace, yeah. Yeah, it's enormous, and nobody's there except for the mayor and a spattering of eleven-year-olds. Like everyone uh, a here, bunch is... of eleven-year-olds with like their fingers covered in chocolate. They don't <laughs> smell. They're just like, I want a prize. <laughs> and everyone here is in Doug's class, right? Like, well, yeah. or at least in his greater school. Remembering what we know that the city of Bluffington is owned and operated by Mister Bluff towards some nebulous goal of further domination. I think we can assume that the City Hall is kind of a placeholder. The reason it looks like a palace and shit is because eventually, when Mr. Bluff has conquered the neighboring towns and put them under his iron heel, <laughs> he will reign from the Bluffington Palace. Right. But for now, it's just, yeah, okay, Bob White can have it. He's not using it for anything else. Right, it's when it's like when you first unlock the uh, the the house section in a video game where you're like, "This is your base," and half of it is just like garbage and empty and full of debris. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, when you first <laughs> unlock your house, not when you've been living in it for over two years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh or well actually or one of the other things so i remember uh back in the city hall episode right uh when colby was on and we talked about um we talked about how like it was just kind of like this this like everything looked the same right like there's multiple halls that go to nowhere it might just be a fucking house of mirrors right yeah. like there might be one hall one hall that goes to bob white's office and then everywhere else is just a reflection of that right <laughs> and people are like oh what's that down that door down that hallway and they're like oh don't go down that hallway <laughs> it's another government or uh, a metaphor for government damn huge bong hit yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh shit man it's so deep man 
God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so uh, he's running the... Mayor White is running the sign-ups. Uh, he's, like, running a little booth, uh, and Roger is signing up, and Roger's just like... I'll let you losers know after I win it, and we'll let you know after we win it, Roger. Don't make me laugh. I can beat you two any day of the week, funny. <laughs> And while he's saying this, like, he leaves and Doug goes to sign up and Mary White fucking leaves. So, like, he's done with the sign-ups after Rogers. Well, <laughs> I'm done up. here. Vote for me. Right. <laughs> I've got my champion picked. Uh, and, and Doug responds with the classic Doug rebuttal. Oh, yeah. Slam dunk. And he does. Uh, somebody, somebody put in the air horns right here because he fucking got him. <laughs> I know, right? Nailed his ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, and Doug does understand that this was shit. He's right? a dumb piece Doug of comments, shit. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't my best best comeback. But here's the thing. It might actually be Doug's best comeback. <laughs> like, think about it. it. Might, Has there ever uh, been a time Doug had a comeback better than? Oh yeah. Yeah, you're right. Most of his comebacks are like very funny, Roger, or or agreeing with Roger. Or, <laughs> nice one, Roger. Creamed yeah. It's like that thing that was for food today. Right. <laughs> or, or yes, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Doug just sucking Roger's dick, and he's like, this is owning you. I'm owning you. <laughs> oh, my God. Not again. <laughs> Thursday already. <laughs> Right. So, okay. So then we like, we, we kind of go out of this uh, to Doug. They're, Skeeter and Doug are in uh, Doug's garage and they're doing a bunch of like, they're going through a bunch of like mock ups for different cars that they're drawing. Uh, Doug says that they've, they've, they've worked together to make drawings for the perfect downhill racer. Uh, and their drawings are like, an avocado-shaped car, or like a carrot-shaped car. Porkchop just has like a magazine that he pulls down. He's like, I drew this. <laughs> <laughs> Porkchop is still yeah. looking through his copy of Big Asses Monthly. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That's what that is. What Porkchop reads. We have shown that Porkchop can read. Like Porkchop yeah. repeatedly reads. Has magazines. thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking dog has thumbs. <laughs> yeah. So the group of them work together, uh, and they do kind of like a montage of building, and they're like hammering nails into nothing and making screws that don't screw into anything. And at the end of it, they've built a Model T out of wood. Right. <laughs> they've they've got toilet seats as the seats for some reason. Yeah, I mean it's shown oh we to know be like... we know the reason. <laughs> right. So you can go poopy. They not as they can go pee pee, I mean... but yours also works. Right, yeah. But they didn't cut any holes underneath the toilet seat, so it's, it just goes in. Just like it. my toilet. <laughs> it's just a seat over your couch. Yeah. Uh, Comfy right, and right. warm. Oh, my God. It's broken, yeah. <laughs> Hey, do you guys want to come over? Hmm. <laughs> you guys want to buy plane tickets to come over and see my cool toilet? You want to buy my couch? <laughs> yeah. Free couch. And then you slightly just, worn in and you sell us the bowl of your toilet say so it's the couch <laughs> <laughs> all I needed was the top to put on the toilet god uh huh uh -huh. yep uh -huh. we're all very good smart people <laughs> we got a business proposition for you dear reader <laughs> join our patreon in exchange you can have Sam's couch <laughs> 
That's the three dollar reward. <laughs> Limit one. <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, they've basically built like I mean, it's shown to be slapdash, right? They've got like a but there's made out of boxes. It's made out of tin cans. It's made out of belts and stuff. They built the Model T out of garbage, right? No. And they're very they're very proud of it. Uh, and they they kind of they start dreaming. They're like, oh boy, I wonder what first prize is. Uh, Doug's first thought is a 40-speed mountain bike that is straight out of Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Uh, Skeeter's is of a wardrobe of all just the clothes he already has. And then... And then. And Doug, and Doug imagines, what if it's a, a night on the town for two? Yeah, I can imagine the mayor is offering a night on the town for two to a couple of 11-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. But like, hey, you can go to the Honker Burger. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you can go to Mr. Bluff's private island. Oh, God. Oh No, what he actually imagines is uh, Doug in like his Smash Adams tuxedo taking Patty out and they're eating spaghetti and they have they have like a wine cooler on the side that's got a milk bottle in it. They're, they're planning on doing the milk gallon challenge <laughs> at the night for two. <laughs> the milk has been carefully pre-warmed in an unpowered refrigerator <laughs> for a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what a night of the two, night of the town for two is for an eleven-year-old. But like, also, fucking Skeeter doesn't get the prize. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's a night, night of the town, town for two. two. It's for both of them. Yeah, Patty's not invited. <laughs> Skeeter, Ske- Skeeter takes pork chop on a night of the town for two. <laughs> Doug sits in his room smiling. I like the yeah. thought that Doug is still thinks that for some reason Patty mayonnaise is something that the mayor has it in his power to offer him. Oh, yeah, right? God. He has imagined that a couple of times. Oh, no. Duly constituted (laughs) authority has to give me a girlfriend at some point, right? Oh, man. And, like, so so imagine that Patty wins the race and her prize is that she can go on a date with whoever and she's just like, oh, not Doug, obviously. (laughs) The mayor has to arrange it and set it up. God. Your prize is a restraining order. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's why it's a secret mystery prize that Doug doesn't try and sabotage. It. Yes. <laughs> oh no. Well, so <laughs> anyway, they uh they, they break out of this uh and basically it's showing like Roger in the window. Uh but before it shows Roger in the window, there's did you guys see the diagram that's on the window? It's, it's No, I didn't look at it. It's one of the things that they drew, like one of their designs, right? But and, and the design is terrible, right? It's a sail. It's like basically a sail that's on two wheels on a single axle, and the sail has like a picture of Mickey Mouse pants almost. Like I don't know what the fuck it is, but that's not the important part. The important part is the label on it. Uh, there is a label that says uh, "The Red Eyes" by Doug, <laughs> and there is a note on it that is attached that says "Call Skeeter Later." Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, so he designed, what? basically, like, the by Doug is, like, Doug signing it, right? But the name of this thing is called The Red Eyes. <laughs> and he's, uh, I don't know what the This fuck. is some D&D bullshit. Kinda, maybe it's some Mr. Scaly bullshit. Like, like, this is some, eventually, it tur- we're gonna have to go back to the cult well on this one. Are the Red Eyes a rival cult? You have to call Skeeter because he's the one who knows about the various occult machinations of the town. 
Kinda, and because yeah, it's like it's not specifically like because he's not drawing a car here, right? It's like I don't. It's like a fucked up flag on a symbol. Like I don't know. It's it, maybe it's supposed to be a car, but to me, it's like the red eyes is something else. And maybe it's about smoking weed, man. Hmm. <laughs> Possible. By Doug, get that red eyed ganja, yeah. It's a strain that Doug invented. That's why it says "by Doug" on it. Call Skeeter <laughs> later. He might be able to tell me what weed is. <laughs> right. Oh man, I don't know. But so this is just like a weird throwaway thing in the corner. Uh, but this is like panning over to Roger in the window. Hey, that's funny. Baby and Chalky's car looks just like yours. Huh? Yeah. I bet they snuck in here and copied your genius design. And they totally buy it, right? Instantly. No question. They're <laughs> just like, there's like, well, there's like two seconds of consideration. They're like, hey, they wouldn't do that. They're our friends. Wait, but Roger said it. Therefore, it's true, right? Therefore, we should go know. spy on them. The liar told me. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just like, okay, fine. Whatever. And the plot demands this happen, so it does. Right, right. And and this whole time, by the way, Porkchop has been wearing, like, construction clothes, right? He's, like, he's in uniform, sure. He's, he's a union worker. The dog is building a car. <laughs> yeah. Well, the human barks pointlessly at the window. That it, it tracks. <laughs> right. Uh, also, just a side note on this one. Where are they building this? I think they're building it in Doug's garage. What are they right? making it out of? Whose tools are they using? Where do they get all these supplies? Well, I I imagine Doug's dad's supplies. That right? would require that Doug's dad was paying attention to Doug. No, it wouldn't. Doug would just go into the garage and find them. Why would Doug's dad have a bunch of like car supplies lying around? Because he's got to fix the car to drive to the hotel. <laughs> right? All right. I'm tentatively with you on this one. Or, I mean, well, they're building it out of just, like, miscellaneous parts. These aren't car parts. They're building it out of, like, boxes and, like, bike wheels. And like, toilet seats. And toilet seats. <laughs> Doug's, they're probably the broken ones after Doug ruined the toilet with his diarrhea in the shower. His doo-doo yeah. ass. Right. How his diarrhea oh, in the man. shower ruined a toilet seat is left as an exercise for the viewer. Well, that's why he had to do it in the shower. I, ah, I don't know. That makes man. sense now. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. It oh, ties together. Right. We have to have a cohesive narrative here. This is important. Keep up. <laughs> so, yeah, Doug and Skeeter, they fucking blaze off, and they're on the way to... Uh, blaze off. Oh, my God. They're on the way to Beebe's <laughs> uh, to, to house, uh, and they sneak in the bushes. They're in, like, camouflage helmets, and they're looking at Beebe's uh, setup for this. She's got a much... Different setup than Doug and Skeeter did. Huh, I guess we can leave. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, they're watching. Like, they notice on the side that BB has built more or less like a fucking wind tunnel, right? That she has, like, engineers building this shit for her. And, like, it's very clearly not Doug's design. Even though he probably imagines it looks as good as his because it, like, works. <laughs> 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 He's like, yeah, this is going to be the same. Uh, but yeah, they have like a fucking army of engineers, right? Yep. They've got an entire crew of like the jet propulsion lab working on her car that looks like a cough drop. I think it's a beat. It's a beat. 
Son of a bitch. Right? You're not? right. It's yeah, the you're right color. I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> well, it's a bead, but it's also BB's like hairstyle in the back, right? It's BB. Well, it's BB beat. Okay, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, here's a thought. So beats are the town product, right? We know this. Beats are like the big thing the town makes. BB's family runs the town. Beats might be something else in this town. Like I'm connecting the dots here. And so this is like a symbol of beats, but also of BB's head. Like what are, okay, what is this? <laughs> I, I, it's funny to listen to a man like slowly devolve into <laughs> mental illness in real time. Look, who? <laughs> what are you talking I think about? It's all completely understandable and normal. Now forget anything you ever saw about the red eyes, or else BB's rent-a-cops are going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah, we do see that BB has secret police on her on her uh, on her property because they approach Doug and they pull him and Skeeter out of the bushes and they bring him before the tribunal of BB. Uh, it's like this child controls this police officer, kinda, and he's like in full like fucking police gear, right? Yep. Like, oh no, it's just more evidence of the police serving the rich and serving the upper class, yeah. right? Oh, God. And so, also, and the also cop like, looks all remarkably similar to Percy Femur, except for he's green. And he looks, he, no, he's kind of got Roger's face. Huh. Like, it might, it might be fucking Roger's dad. We'll have to keep an eye on Paul that. Paul Clot, small cop. <laughs> Wait, do you remember in the student government episode, going back to that, that Roger wanted to be the sheriff for the day? It might be because oh, his man. it might be because his dad is a rent-a-cop. Rent God damn. <laughs> Roger's dad is Paul Blart. This is canon. I mean, this this at least is a good message of fuck the cops because because <laughs> he is, because Roger is the character you're not supposed to like, and if his dad is the cops, then. By extension, you're supposed to not like yeah. his dad. Fuck the cops, <laughs> and know. also, uh, Jim Jenkins has a weird. Is yeah, fuck the cops. But how should I? Eh, you can see where I'm going with this one. We'll just skip on past that, <laughs> shall we? Where are you going? <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, he gets pulled. Doug and Skeeter get pulled out of the bushes uh, by the tribunal. They brought get brought before. Uh, they got before brought before the face of God of BB uh, and, and her pet himbo. Right, yeah, Chalky is here. Chalky. Okay, so in the timeline, we've talked about making a timeline of this. This is the in the timeline after the hoedown episode, because in the hoedown episode, it was established that BB liked Chalky, right? Yes, because okay. Skeeter, she no longer gives a shit about Skeeter, or has yet to give a shit about Skeeter. We'll establish that later. Maybe this is the moment when she gives a shit about Skeeter, because she sees that Skeeter has been watching in the bushes. Because Chalky is implicated in an assassination attempt on her, so that does track. It's true. And also because it's shown that in this moment, Skeeter is potentially interested in her and is like spying on her. And she's like, ooh, maybe like maybe he's dangerous and like and like is watching to see what's important to me. I don't know. He is still hanging sure. around that Doug loser, though. So, eh. right. We'll have to fix that. <laughs> Roger's dad. Go don't, go take care of that. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so, so she reveals... My daddy flew in the best automotive engineers in the world. Taking them from, I don't know, working on, 
like a, a more efficient engine or a spacecraft. This is not the first time that uh, BB's dad has flown a bunch of Germans into his house for a consultation. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so. So yeah. So they they they're like oh they like then no one cares about this like. You'd think that there would be some kind of rules in this contest, uh, but maybe not for BB. Yeah, but she even then, the you'd town, figure right? that you aren't supposed to have an internal combustion engine on your downhill <laughs> racer. Right, right, exactly. Um, but she says, "We're gonna start over, and this time I want double secret security on my racer. No one sees it until the day of the race, and I mean." Why? <laughs> oh, you know. Anybody? Well, because it's secret, I guess. Why? It's it's secret. It's... <laughs> what if what if what if they copy one the... word? One word can slay this entire episode. <laughs> Just one question. Why? Because the mayor done. is offering a prize. Maybe, okay, maybe it's because they vastly overestimate Doug and they think that he'll be able to copy their schematics. What are the odds that Doug could get his hands on a bunch of shaped fiberglass in an aerodynamic pattern? That would be ludicrous. (laughs) Oh, wait. (laughs) Yeah, and maybe they're right, though, because Doug effectively kind of does copy their design. (laughs) <laughs> so okay but anyway so they kick him out they say like fuck you we gotta start over um and now we go to uh like back to doug's house they go back to the garage so what if bb has an army of engineers is that gonna stop us no way man sure she's got tons of money but we've got the brains and the talent and that they have pork chop yes <laughs> right <laughs> we got a prehensile tail um <laughs> So 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 then they they like touch their car once and they find out that Roger has sabotaged their sabotaged their car. Oh no. We'll like to point out here that Roger has gone full joker mode in this episode. <laughs> Not only does he like tricking people left and right for like these dumb pranks, but he drives a car with his fucking face on <laughs> yeah. it. And he does when he leaves this prank. There's a there's like a a, a spring with a sign that says suckers on it, which is very yes. joker. Yeah. <laughs> Full Joker mode. Pure yeah, well, malice for the sake of malice. Cartoonish, I mean, whimsical, being a jerk. I mean, thankfully, uh, he didn't go full, full Joker mode by fucking blowing up Doug's house. Yeah, and cutting his face off and wearing it. <laughs> right. Maybe well, that's yeah, part two that's of because, this episode. That's what Uncle Happy's deal is. You don't want to take a face Uncle Happy has already marked as his own. Right. Things happen to you then. Right, exactly. Oh my god. Okay, but so they're like, man, well, okay, well now we have to start over, I guess. Uh, and we'll start it over this time and no one will see it this time. Uh, and they were like, well, maybe we should do it at Mr. Dink's house because he has a bomb shelter. Maybe right? we should do it at Mr. Dink's house as opposed to the undisclosed location we've been doing it in till now. Right. Right, because they didn't want to show Doug's I'm afraid that we do finally have to reintegrate with space-time, however briefly, Skeeter. 
<laughs> the only okay the only reason i think it was at doug's house now that i think about it is because roger was hanging out in the backyard already good point <laughs> and, very and good that, point that's what roger does all the time he just fucking hangs out in doug's yard oh but okay so they're like all right so now we're gonna build it a million times better uh and they to their credit this. they do yeah they do this but also something very important happens in this uh, we get a time reference for the first time in Doug. Uh, mm-hmm. We guess we get a calendar. We know it's July first, and I don't know if you guys did the same thing I did and looked up what year this would line up with. No, what do you got? Yeah, it's it's July nineteen ninety one. Assuming that it's not July, like the Monday is July first. It's absolutely July nineteen ninety one. All right. So we huh. act- but that doesn't make sense because it's summer and we've already had like the summer barbecue episode. But <laughs> he's been here a year, so did the show start in 1990? Like it does it it it's, it says it's July and we know it's a summer, but it, it we've jumped back and forth from it being the school year, it not being a school year, having a summer barbecue one year ago. So the the inclusion of the accurate 1991 calendar it is just baffling. Wait, does the calendar itself say 1991? No, but you can look at, like, if you assume, like, when they check oh, Monday, you yeah. can see that Monday the 1st yes. happens in July 1991. Oh, shit, I didn't think about that. So oh, my God, amazing work. And also, my question to you as the uh, better advanced Doug scholars, is it ever winter in Bluffington? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. There's a Christmas episode where... Uh, Christmas isn't winter. I Christmas think... exists in its own time-space anomaly <laughs> as right. caused by the entity known only as Claws. Now, there's got to be winter episodes. There, there I, is. I there's an episode where everybody thinks uh, Porkchop has gone feral because he, like, bites somebody on, on an ice lake. Oh, that's holy shit. Fucking huge call right there. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. All right, Love so you it. still are the champion of Doug Brain. We so know the this. winter mm. will eventually come. <laughs> okay, so, but yeah. I think this is important because you know how we've talked about in the past about, like, we need to arrange these episodes in a certain way? We have a direct point right now. We have a reference yes. point, right? We know it's July 1st, 1991. Yeah. This episode happens in the middle of the You Broke My Grill episode. Maybe. Because, uh, <laughs> it might. Oh, it might. because... They, well, no, but they're still using Dink's... Uh, is this well, Wait, is this why Dink isn't here? Because he's in grief? He's having grief about, like... Yes. Uh, he can't ha- work on the grill? Or he can't work on the, the car with them because he's in grief over the grill? Oh, yes. fuck. Okay, but this takes place after the episode when Doug made Patty the gift because they already knew that Mr. Dink had a cool tool shed, right? Right. Okay, we got yeah. this. We can do this. <laughs> We're slowly constructing an edifice out of our own feces and debris we found around the house. We can Just do like this. Just like Doug's first car. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> kind of. Oh, man. But okay, okay. So so they build this car, uh, and it's a fucking million times better now. Like you say, Jim, it's fucking made out of like aluminum and fiberglass, right? Yeah, Mr. Dink had a mold just sitting around. Don't ask questions. <laughs> right. And and so maybe they did steal ideas from BB. They were just like, hey, we should probably make a good car. <laughs> Mr. So Dink like a- just had a spare torpedo casing lying around. 
Right. I mean, that is why he has a massive security system on his door, is because, like, he's got illegal weapons. Oh, right, because right. he's involved in doing all that illegal dumping for the government. Yes! I just thought of that, too. At the same time, when he does the dumping in the Lucky Duck Lake, oh, my God, there's so much connection. When we talked about the Big Show Bible, this is what they drew out. Yes. <laughs> They're leaving clues for us, specifically, and you, yeah. gentle viewer, who are now an accomplice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid you will have to report to Cook County Jail within about 10 minutes. Sorry God. about that. Yeah, the FBI, the FBI just like scrambles portion of this podcast. Like we go up and like after editing and posting it, we go back and listen to this later. And we're just like, oh, man, I could have sworn we had like a 10 minute bit in here. <laughs> There's, I could At least they left the part where I talk about the warts on my penis. <laughs> Uh, no, that, that was cut out by me. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, anyway, they're building this 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 car, and they called it Grease Lightning, uh, and... and Basically, they're working on this. It's like it's like almost done, uh, and Patty shows up at the door. Sorry, Patty. You have to pass through security. Doug, I only want to borrow a ball-peen hammer. That's not a real fucking it, tool. It Come is. Ball-peen. <laughs> that's that's it, one of my jokes. No, it's, Come on. It's, it's no, fuck off. It's not real. <laughs> it's named after the shape of your dick, Sam. <laughs> yeah. What's, yeah, what's look next? Up. A cock wrench? Come on. <laughs> Look up. Grow what, up. Look up what it looks like, and that, now Jim's joke will make sense. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it's a real thing. There's a bunch of like tools that are named fucked up things like that, but uh, oh, yeah, I mean, it just shows. God damn it. Anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, on. Sam, do you still have my trusty dick jacker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's called my right hand, fella. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good, that was nice of you to loan it to him, Jim. <laughs> Least I could do for a friend. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, uh, basically, Patty shows up, and uh, there's, like, this whole thing where they, like, it, she, well, she, like, they, they try and let her in through the big security door, and then she's like, oh, I just came in through the side door. Ha <laughs> ha, what a fun joke. Um, and they I'm do Batman. this, yeah, they do, they do this whole, like, thing here. They try and build up something where Doug doesn't want to show her the car, but she wants to see the car, and they're like, oh, man, what if she doesn't like me? And that's immediately forgotten, right? Yep. Like, right, there's no point nothing. to this. It doesn't mean anything. Like, they build it up as, like, a source of tension, but it doesn't mean fucking anything, I, right? There's sort of, I mean... It ties into what they start trying to make the moral be later, insofar as don't let competition get rid of your friendships. Yeah. But this because, like, the only bit that I like about this is when Patty comments, Okay, guys, I can take a hint. With the giant unspoken asterisk, unlike Doug Funny. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. Um... But yeah, they're just like, phew, I, I, thank goodness she didn't see it, because obviously she would also have a fiberglass bomb casing in her neighbor's house. <laughs> um, but, so, okay, so it's time for the race now, right? We cut to the race, hooray. Um, and it's like, you know, like we were mentioning, it is just some, like, fucking wacky races, Hanna-Barbera-style bullshit, right? Um, there's, they show the course, the course is, like, fucking a death trap, right? It's like multiple bridges over lakes. There's a loop the loop. There's hairpin turns around a cliffside. Like, 
Seven children died during this race. Right? (laughs) Welcome, young persons, to the inaugural Bluffington Hunger Games. (laughs) (laughs) That's more or less exactly what it is. It's like, this is horribly dangerous, right? Run by the state. And like, like, there are people watching. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's necessary to cull the population of those who are deemed undesirable for... (laughs) Honestly, was there ever a reason why they did that in the Hunger Games, or is this just for shits and giggles? Basically that. <laughs> Hell yeah. I but, respect um, pointless villainy in my young adult fiction. Right. But um, then it shows, like, you know, the different cars that are lined up. Uh, did you guys look at the cars? Yeah, there's... My brain had completely turned off by this point. There was so the giant did... barrel on wheels that I just looked at and was like, okay, good. Yeah, the fucking Donkey Kong rocket car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also, there's a couple of them that are in here that are pretty good. Uh, one of them is a guy in like a hamster wheel. He's just like running in the hamster wheel himself. Right? Straight out of wacky races. Right. But then there's one, uh, Sam, I can't believe you didn't notice this one. Uh, there's just a fucking bench press with weights on it. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and like the way that they drive it designed for speed <laughs> <laughs> and the way that and it's like it's like cropped up at a 45 degree angle and the way they drive it is holding on to the barbell <laughs> at a 45 degree it's angle. a recumbent bike that's also a bench press <laughs> yeah. that rules Duh. it's so Idiot. good Imagine going around a hairpin turn while doing bench presses. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every day. Uh, well, now I know what Sam's dreams will feature tonight. <laughs> yeah. And they're just screaming, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But okay, so eventually, eventually it's time to start. The, well, no. Okay, so then Roger rolls up, right? And Roger it, is oh like... Oh, God. Roger is just straight out of another much sillier cartoon. Well, he's straight out of Wacky Races. Um, he's the character... And he's the character Dick Dastardly from Wacky Races. <laughs> he, he, uh, he has a car that is shaped like his face. And he, has, and he has his pet with him who's wearing, like, speed goggles. Like, he's literally the character Dick Dastardly who's, who drives the mean machine. <laughs> or the Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, except um, uh, and then yeah, like okay, Dick yeah. Jokerly. <laughs> yes, like he... that's you. You're Dick Jokerly. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Oh my god, <laughs> Joke Dickerly. Meanwhile, is your local candidate for Congress right? Joke Dastardly. That is actually a candidate name. Is Joke <laughs> Dastardly? <laughs> oh man. And his dog's name was Muttley. <laughs> anyway, goddamn. Maybe we need. Maybe we need to do a podcast about wacky races. I mean, I did see a bunch of episodes of it, but I also have the Wikipedia article opened up. Ah, so I'm not that good. <laughs> Whenever you close your eyes, you see the face of Muttley. Yeah, Muttley laughed like. That is still anyway. my favorite dumb thing about, like, the 10 years later knockoff, which was my only exposure to this, is they decided that, no, Dick Dastardly was disqualified from the Olympics due to doping, and so Motley <laughs> was the champion of the bad, was well, the team leader of the bad team. That rules. And oh. Dick Dastardly's twin brother, Baron Dread, was involved instead. Nice, nice. 
so uh, they're they're lining up to get ready for the race, uh, and like they they're they're about to start, uh, and and eventually like and the mayor is running the race, right? Like he's behind the podium, and he's the one who starts the race. He's also the one that calls it at the end. Um, somehow he gets down there, uh, but so they're, they they started out. And Roger immediately tries to fucking murder them and run them off the road, right? As uh, one does. Right, of course, in his uh, mean machine Joker mobile. He briefly uh, transitions into a Ben-Hur scene. This amounts to nothing. Right. It's, it's like, it, it's oddly uh, not weird for a Doug fantasy, right? It's yeah. just literally just a Ben-Hur scene of them in, in the chariots, right? It's... It's it doesn't really like show it. There's no like screaming. There's there's Pointless. no yeah. I mean, there's no screaming or weirdly sexual themes in it. They're just the only thing that happens in Doug's fantasies. And then Doug commits vehicular manslaughter. Right. Yeah. Roger tries to run him off the road, but then Doug breaks the car and starts scream. Breaks breaks Roger's car, not Doug's car, and starts screaming for no reason. Right. How exactly like, he does this? Great question. How Roger doesn't die? Great question. <laughs> And the mayor is fucking excitedly commentating the whole time. He's just like, oh boy, Roger's dead now. <laughs> right? It's it's very strange. And and then the race is just fucking over. The the buildup to the entirety of the episode, like the thing that was supposed to be the great tension and like the fun part of it, especially after showing all that wild terrain, it's over in fucking 20 seconds, it's right? It's okay. When you break the Joker's face, he loses his power. Right. If you take the car with his face on it away from him, he is nothing. He is but a clown. And not even one of the better qualities of clown. Right. You want to see a great clown, you should go see great clown Pagliacci. <laughs> Pagliacci, yes. <laughs> great clown. Everyone but doctor, it. I am a poly clown. <laughs> <laughs> and then the doctor raises his eyebrow and smiles. <laughs> <laughs> Offers you some Amontillado just because, I mean, as long as we're doing the Italian names bit. Right. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, okay. So they get to the end. Uh, and BB and Chalky are obviously in first place, right? And uh, Chalky, like you say, Jim, Chalky tries to assassinate BB. Uh, he says. By pushing the carefully provided self destruct button in the car. <laughs> Yeah, it uh, it's he tries to he says he wants to turn on the radio, uh, but it actually deploys the emergency airbag, which, which are deployed is... by buttons. <laughs> That's how cars buttons. work. There does hey, this car was designed by the best uh, uh, automotive engineers in the world, so I believe it. <laughs> in order to kill BB Bluff, yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, but so so yeah, shit. Maybe the maybe the fucking yodeling cabal intercepted and sent their own people in order to create this, right? I believe we now have an understanding of what Operation Red Eyes actually is. Oh my god, Carl Skeeter, <laughs> the plan has to be set into motion. Holy shit! So okay, so does that mean that Doug is working in some sort of coordination with the yodeling cabal? I think he, like, maybe, there's no way... He's a Manchurian candidate. Yeah, absolutely a Manchurian <laughs> candidate, because no one is ever going to trust Doug's conscious mind to be on their side. Right, of course. So, like, so... Oh, so that's why fucking Mr. Bone yells at Doug all the time, is because he's subtly implanting ideas into Doug's head in how to enact ways to destroy the air of the Illuminati. Right? No, Cousin Melvin. 
<laughs> Tiny oh. condoms. <laughs> oh no, that wasn't uh, that wasn't anything to do with indoctrination. That was just a nice gift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always man. nice when uh, elderly relatives offer you something. Lets them know that lets you know they care about you. Right. Okay. So anyway, anyway, these uh these these airbags deploy. They take up the entirety of the car, and it starts to suffocate the two of them. The car spins out. And uh, Doug, is com- Doug and Skeeter are coming up in second place. Oh, boy. Uh, somehow they're beating the bench press mobile. And uh, Doug oh, shit. And they- the bench press mobile has already flown off into lifter heaven. <laughs> right. They just, they just Which in- is the gulch. <laughs> yes. yeah. They just installed fucking wings into it. And whenever they pump the barbell, it pumps the wings and they fly off into Valhalla. <laughs> yeah, we just see, like, right underneath the loop-de-loop is a bench press, uh, like, on top of the corpses of two young people. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> we actually come to they think are, of it, They are, however, ripped as hell. So, yeah. I mean, who really lost here? Yeah. So, actually, come to think of it, they don't, they're not shown as finishing the race. <laughs> Hamster wheel guy, of course. Yeah. now. Yeah. And, and then it's because, because in the win, like, uh, wacky races, like, people do fucking blow up in the episodes. Damn, fuck. Okay. Anyway, uh, so. The casualties of the wacky races were <laughs> tremendous there's a reason they Basically. got regulated and uh, put under the laugh olympics banner <laughs> yeah they got bought out and re-regulated um but okay so uh they they there here comes time for the moral of the episode right uh doug and skeeter are they're like oh boy we could win the race or we could save pp's life <laughs> or we could avoid Mr. Bluff's inevitable bloody retribution. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they decide to pull over. Uh, and, oh, by the way, uh, half of the time in the show, it is shown that this car does not have a steering wheel. Like, sometimes Doug... Why would you need that? Yeah. Sometimes Doug's car has a steering wheel, sometimes it doesn't. Anyway, uh... So they, they pull over and they're like, all right, we'll pull them out. They like, uh, they, they, they pop the top and they like start pulling, uh, uh, the two out of the car and Patty and, uh, and, and Connie's car also pull over. They pull over and they're, they, they don't even fucking consider it. They're just like, yeah, obviously we're going to save their lives. Then Roger's angry ghost, who has somehow <laughs> survived the fact that he was definitely caused an eight car pile up back, uh, <laughs> the top of the mountain. Roger just somehow just says, so long, suckers, and immediately wins the race. Right. Uh, And and so, yeah, Roger was able to repair his car and resurrect himself and get back on the road before any of the other NPCs were able to get across the finish line. Uh, But then something in here happens. Uh, Doug, or Patty gives Doug, like, uh, she commends Doug for giving up the victory. She's like, That was really something, Doug. You guys could have won. Yeah, well. And... She also could have, right? <laughs> she also could have won. Well, the yeah, race. but Patty's not a person, so right because Doug doesn't say to her. Doug goes, "Yeah, like I, yeah, I did it, right?" But he doesn't say, "Yeah, so could you have, Patty? Great job, thanks for helping, right?" Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Which lets us know this absolutely didn't happen in real life. This is just a Doug fantasy. That would account for most of the things happening in this episode. That would account no, for fucking uh, race that track. specific incident was just a fantasy because there is no reason for Patty to have said that. 
Right, right. Yeah, because Penny also, like, wait a minute, actually, at the start of the race, uh, and this is the scene immediately after Penny getting offended that Doug wouldn't show her the, uh, the, the car, she does look over at Doug, wink at him, and say, good luck, Doug. Like, like that is not what would happen, the two things in a row, right? Yeah. So this has to be a fantasy. Yeah, this is just a, all right, well, I really wish I hadn't been super mean to Patty for absolutely no gain. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, so Roger wins. Roger wins. He's, like, up at the top. Uh, and, and hooray, like, Roger gets the secret mystery prize. Uh, and it turns out, like we said, the, the mystery prize is that Roger wins a week as the vice mayor of Bluffington. Uh, which is just being his unpaid intern, right? Yep. And sucking him off. <laughs> well, all he's doing... Showing in graphic detail on camera. <laughs> Very weird for a children's show, but I'm not a children's show writer, so... Very weird. Well, actually, also what he's doing, and Sam can maybe... I can see how he saw this, is that he is writing letters and licking envelopes to send to uh, constituents. And, okay, we've seen what Roger's writing looks like before, right? Oh, yeah. He can't write. <laughs> yeah. He writes in fucking, like, draconic runes. Yes. <laughs> and, like, the people who receive weird letters that occasionally exhort themselves to, like, signed Bob White. I think this might be part of why he eventually. This is probably why he eventually loses to uh, Tippy. Yeah. Because yeah. I will no longer receive threatening gibberish letters in the mail. <laughs> Instead, I'll have a mayor who understands we need to kill all the liberals. Oh, my God. Kinda. <laughs> I'll understand the... I'll, I'll, I'll elect the local rich person who's never been in politics before. <laughs> yeah. There's no time in history that's ever panned out poorly. Yeah. Um, but okay. So that's basically what Roger's doing for the next week. Uh, and like, basically, yeah, so we, we cut out of this. The moral is, winning sucks, don't try to win. That's basically what... The, so that's that's the fucked up point, right? Is that Roger wins, but he is not rewarded for winning, right? Even though we didn't win, I'm glad I got to help my friends. After all, sometimes there are more important things than winning a downhill race. And that's, you know, not a bad moral. All right, that's a fairly standard children's TV show moral. And then they immediately piss it down their leg. Yeah, because the way to show that would be if the moral was, if, if the reward was good. If Doug was giving up a worthy reward in order to pursue a different task, right? Like a Correct. worthy personal reward in order to yep. help a friend. But he doesn't. And instead, it turns out... It it all works out in the end. (laughs) The the bully got punished. (laughs) God. It's like... uh, It's... it's, They just... They were so close. And then... so close. Just to double with it, then the grand finale is after Doug's writing down that, okay, some things are more important. Then he hears that, wow, there's a dog race. And if first prize is a trip to the North Pole. Hey, pork chop! I want to teach you how to mush. Actively spitting in the face of the moral he just learned. Uh huh. And and also like fucking free trip to the North Pole. What? <laughs> like how expensive is that? I mean, we've already had it established. The purpose of these celebrations is to kill children. So okay, fair. 
And also, like, okay, you say that he heard about it. It was from a magazine that was on his desk, on the cover. So he, he he picked up a magazine that he had probably put there earlier, then looks at the cover for, I guess, the first time. And New goes, verb, acquired. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, oh, I should probably look at this magazine that I have. Oh, hey, there's a dog race. <laughs> God, yeah, so that's the episode. (laughs) Yeah. There's really not much to say about it as an episode. It's completely replacement level Doug. Nothing happened, nothing changed, no lesson was learned. Well, the lesson was almost learned. Yeah. The lesson was almost learned, but they undermined themselves. Yeah. Twice. They did it twice in a row, yeah. The only good part about this episode is that we know, like, what year and date it is. Yes. (laughs) And we saw the Flexmobile. The Flexmobile is good. Yeah. Yeah, and the Jokermobile. But the biggest thing, yeah, like you say, Zan, the biggest thing is that we have framing now. We have an anchor. We know when this takes place, and we know <laughs> when to organize the rest of the events around it. And like, like, okay, so maybe Doug arrived in Bluffington in the summer, right? Because he didn't immediately go to school when he first arrived. He, he he arrived in, actually, yeah, he probably moved in in the middle of the summer because he uh, his his first day was spent, like, in the middle of the day, he went to the Honker Burger and it was full of other kids, right? So he yeah. probably, this it's probably takes place. It's gotta be the summer of 1990 is the first episode. If, if time isn't sick. Well, no, that. I'm saying this place, this takes place shortly after he moved in. So he moved in in the first summer, the summer of 1991, right? Well, mm, I don't well, know. The, problem, the only thing is throwing us all off is he has that one year from moving party, even though he hasn't oh, yeah. advanced in grade or changed his teacher or anything. That's what I'm saying. That takes place at the end of time. That, that's the last episode. That's the finale. <laughs> right? Yes. That, okay, I'm with you. That's, I mean, I, okay, obviously we don't, we haven't seen, we haven't gotten the finale canonically yet, like by Disney and Nickelodeon standards, but I think that has to be the finale, right? We're going to end up putting together an actual list of the order of episodes you need to yes. watch dug in in canon, and it's going yes. to be so totally awful. No one will ever watch it, including us. And the best part is, we'll make that list, and we'll have to have two episode numbers for all these sections in season two when they fuck up the episode numbers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, you guys got anything else on this one? I think we've got it. I think we got some good, like, uh, conspiracy shit and also some good framing shit. I have nothing else. Fair. I, I, I will hang my head in fatigue <laughs> and then sleep for an entire week. Good. Until we, until we I arise to do the podcast once <laughs> yes. again. Until we do our ritual to raise you up. Do not inquire out the events of Operation Red Eyes. <laughs> All parties involved were disavowed by the secretary. Do not call Skeeter. <laughs> <laughs> Do not email me. <laughs> yeah. All or right. my wife. All right. Well, let's call this one here. Thanks for joining us, everyone, in another episode of The Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. No Cousin Melvin. <laughs>